So we've just heard from Nehemiah chapter one. And in this chapter, we see that Nehemiah cared. He was stirred up by what was happening in Jerusalem. We read that when he heard these things that were happening, he sat down and he wept. It doesn't say that he was saddened or some other watered down phrase. It says he wept. He was deeply moved by what he'd heard. And Nehemiah's response to this was prayer. In fact, the majority of this chapter is Nehemiah's prayer. And he ends the chapter with this line. I was cupbearer to the king. Why does he finish the chapter in this way? Declaring his position of comfort and security. Well, I think this makes his response all the more significant. I read this and I'm reminded of the question of how willing I am to go outside of my comfort zone or outside of my place of security for God. Okay, so Nehemiah has set us up nicely for what we're going to be talking about this morning, which is intercessory evangelism. Uh, so we're carrying on with our sermon series of going deeper in our understanding of mission and evangelism. So a couple of weeks ago, if you can cast your minds back to them, uh, David shared something of the importance of getting emotional about the fact that people are perishing, about the fact that there are people who don't know God. And we see this in Nehemiah's response to struggles in Jerusalem and his weeping. And today we're going to look at our response to that emotion, our response to that passion for seeing people know Jesus. So intercessory evangelism, what is that? Well, hopefully after uh, the last few talks, we have a bit of a better understanding of what evangelism is. But what is intercession? It's a word that is thrown around in Christian circles and in church quite a lot. Uh, many of us probably already know what it is, uh, that intercession or interceding for someone or something means standing in the gap. It means praying for that person or people or situation or thing on their behalf to God. Uh, Pete Gregg, who created the prayer course, which I know uh, some of the missional communities uh, have gone through together, he wrote a book called How to Pray, uh, A Simple Guide for Normal People, uh, which I love that title. Uh, and it came out fairly recently. And uh, in a chapter on intercession, he writes this. It is an article of Christian faith and a consistent theme of universal Christian experience that sickness can, can sometimes be healed. Curses broken, churches revived, communities shaped, catastrophes prevented, governments redirected and the future formed by the simple power of intercessory prayer. All too easily, my prayers can mostly be about me, but intercession requires my centre of gravity to shift away from my own personal needs towards those of others. In the words of Richard Foster, if we truly love people, we will desire for them Far more than this is within our power to give them, and this will lead us to prayer. Intercession is a way of loving others. 
if we truly love people, we will desire for them far more than it is within our power to give them. And this will lead us to prayer. Intercession is a way of loving others. I love that. If we truly love our friends, uh, our work colleagues, our family, the postman, we will desire for them to know Jesus because this is the greatest gift that we have. It's the greatest gift that anyone can have, but it's not within our power to just make people believe, to just make people accept Jesus and experience his love. And this is why we pray. This is why we intercede for them to come to know Jesus. And I think this is intercessory evangelism. So I've known the joy of praying for one of my best friends to know the most loving father. And she now loves Jesus and is passionate about seeing other people uh, know his love too. And that is just one of the most exciting things. But perhaps you haven't seen this. Perhaps you just haven't seen God move in a person or a situation. And you've been praying for five weeks. You've been praying for five months. You've been praying for five years, 10 years, 20 years, and you just haven't seen anything change or happen. That's okay. We don't always understand. We don't always understand uh, God's timing or even what happens. But I want to instill in you this morning some hope uh, that intercession is powerful and that it works and that it does make a difference. So I just wanted to share a testimony. It's my dad's testimony, actually, assuming that's kind of happened over the last week or so. So my dad has been prayer walking the street in Birmingham for 14 years. Uh, 14 years ago, God gave him this vision that this one building there uh, was going to be a Christian presence in the city. And so in this time, he's actively sought the building out. He's shared the vision with people. He's got in touch with uh, the people who advertised the property to ask if he could have it for free. Uh, and it's all come to nothing. Uh, so 14 years later, after all these years of prayer uh, and interceding for this vision, out of the blue, um, a contact that he has from a Christian organisation uh, asked to meet up with him and asked him to show him the shop that he'd talked about years ago. Uh, and this person told my dad that uh, there was a business that were looking for a place in a good location in Birmingham to move their premises to. Uh, but they didn't just want to move a business there. Uh, they wanted to create some kind of Christian hub kind of thing. Uh, then last week, my dad had a call from his employer to finalise a decision to make him redundant uh, in his workplace where he's worked for uh, all of his working life. Um, and within five minutes of this phone call, uh, he has a message from the contact that he'd met up with um, to say that they were discussing uh, the use of this building with their director that evening um, and shared some of their details of their vision for it. Um, and my dad keeps a diary. Uh, he's done that for as long as I can remember. Uh, and after he'd had that message, he looked back on what he'd written uh, in this original vision that he'd had. Uh, and not only did he see that their vision lined up with what he had originally written 14 years ago, but he'd even written that God might be telling him to partner with this particular business uh, in this vision. 
And he hadn't even remembered that. He couldn't even remember that that was part of what God had told him. And so 14 years of prayer, of interceding for this vision, and something is beginning to stir. Um, something is beginning to stir in this vision to bring light to a city. So we don't always know how long we have to intercede for. But it does work. So we've looked at what intercession is. Uh, we've looked at how powerful it is and that it works. And maybe at this point, as I'm talking, you're already feeling pretty pumped. You're feeling ready to go. This is really exciting. Um, but maybe for some of you, there's still a question going around your head of what's the point? Maybe I'm just going on about things that worked and there are some things that just don't and won't. Prayer and intercession won't change that. Some people just won't come to know Jesus and some situations just won't change. In the story of Jonah, uh, after the whole whale part, uh, he goes to Nineveh and he preaches what God has told him to tell them. That after 40 more days, Nineveh would be overthrown. Uh, in other words, you're all going to die. But in a shocking plot twist, the Ninevites actually repent. They turn away from their idolatry. They turn away from worshipping other gods uh, and they worship God. The king even calls for a day of mourning and they beg for God's mercy. We then read when God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented and did not bring on them the destruction he had threatened. In Exodus, we read that when Moses came down from Mount Sinai after receiving the Ten Commandments, he found that the people had fallen into sin, that they had made a golden calf and were worshipping it. God told Moses that he was going to destroy the nation. But Moses pleaded for the people. Then we read, then the Lord relented and did not bring on his people the disaster he had threatened. God relented. God changed his mind. I want to be careful here. I'm not trying to say if you pray, God will change his mind and give you what you ask for. I, I don't think that's how this works. But I do believe that we see time and time again that God responds to people's prayer. When we intercede, we appeal to God's heart. We can move God. So, yes, I believe there is purpose in interceding. It's not just empty words. Intercession is powerful. So what now? We hopefully now know what intercession is and hopefully we believe that it is powerful and that it makes a difference. So what is the next part to this? Well, thankfully, there is quite an immediate response that we can make uh, to this topic of intercessory evangelism. As you might be aware, we're in the middle of something called Thy Kingdom Come. Uh, and as a church, we've joined with some of uh, some of the other churches in um, an organisation called Kairos Connection, which we're part of. Uh, and so there's a few of us churches in the Midlands that are joining together uh, for a 24, well, as we say, 24-7. It's more like a 24-10 uh, 
uh, prayer event called Light Up. Uh, so we're aiming to pray non-stop for 10 days from Ascension Day, which was Thursday, uh, to Pentecost Sunday, which is next Sunday. And this kind of works like a normal 24-7 prayer room in that you can go on the website, uh, you can sign up for a slot to pray. Um, but it differs in that the prayer room will be your home or your garden or the place that you go on a walk or maybe even a Zoom call if you're deciding to do that prayer slot with someone. So the first time I was really aware that I was doing intercession was in a 24-7 prayer room. Uh, and the first one I went to one was when I was at uni and I'd never been in a prayer room before and if I'm completely honest I really didn't want to go. Uh, I was coerced into it um, and it was a two hour slot and I remember the first hour I went around all of the different prayer stations that had been set up trying really hard to pray uh, in silence because the room was uh, full of other people. And I just really failed to feel anything and constantly my thoughts were getting distracted. Um, and then I spent the last hour soaking, which hopefully some of you can relate to soaking, sometimes becoming sleeping. Um, and yeah, I just didn't really feel anything and I found it really hard. I then uh, got also coerced into a 12 hour prayer thing uh, where we were supposed to spend 12 hours uh, praying together and I felt exactly the same thing after two hours I just couldn't connect with God I just couldn't keep praying and I found it really hard I then went to a prayer room for a third time and this time I went into it without any expectations I wasn't going to pray hard uh, and I didn't really know what would happen but I believed that it was important for me to go and to pray and to intercede for these things uh, and I don't know what changed, but something did, something happened in this prayer room this third time. And I really felt like God was starting to put words on my heart to pray for, things to intercede for. And I felt like there was a fire in me that hadn't been there before. And so I'm telling you this story because I realised that it can be quite easy when we're posting online saying this is happening, this is really exciting, get excited, get involved. They might feel like uh, we're just saying that it should be easy. Um, but it's okay if it doesn't feel that easy to you. It's okay if the thought of an hour slot of prayer feels really intimidating and hard. Um, but I just want to say to you, do it anyway. If you want to feel some of that emotion and passion that David talked about a couple of weeks ago, honestly, it comes from spending time in prayer. It comes from spending time in the presence of God. So that's my challenge for all of us. Let's commit to praying, to interceding for one hour. Let's all take part in this and intercede and pray for the people we know and love, for the people in our city to know the greatest gift of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you are a God who responds. Thank you that you invite us into a relationship with you, that you are a relational God who not only hears and listens to our prayers, but responds to them. God, I pray for um, 
this period of time of thy kingdom come and for light up. God, I pray that we will see miracles happen, that we will see amazing things happen as we intercede, as, as we pray uh, for people to come to know you. Father, increase our faith in the power of prayer and the power of intercession. Remind us of all of the times in our lives where we've prayed and we've seen something happen. Light a fire in us to intercede, a desire to intercede for people. In Jesus' name, Amen.